It's so important for people to show each other care right now. We need compassion just as much as we need action and awareness. I love, love, love the idea of flipping the script and singing as a woman to a woman. Gender norms are crazy outdated. Rachel Fannin. I'm Allison Zatteran. Hi, and I'm Richard Goddard. And this is Instant Love. We will be joined by the producer and musician Suna Rose Wagner of the epic band, The Ravenettes, and he lent a hand in the production of Don't Worry Baby with Rachel Fannin in Los Angeles. I've known Suna for a long time. You know, I worked on and produced some of The Ravenettes records and acted in a management capacity with them. And Suna is a very, very special musician. And he's got a great Danish accent. And all of that is coming on today's episode of the Instant Love podcast. Yeah, I think we talked about Rachel Fannin in one of our opening conversations, but I met Rachel and she was part of a group called Sleepy Sun mm-hmm. in San Francisco. And she was always like, how should I say it? It was difficult to pin down. A free you know? spirit. Yeah, really free spirit. And young. As, as she reminded me, right? you know, uh, <laughs> right, I think the, I might have told meeting, that story. Yeah. Right. Uh, when finally I said, you yeah, she flaked out when we were for a date. Yeah, doing something. And I said, you know, we were in the middle of talking about doing something uh, with the band and you left. You said you had a date with somebody, not only a date, a blind date in in Oakland. Yeah, we were in San Francisco in Oakland. Sure. And uh, and this is now five, six years later. We're having um, we're having breakfast and talking about going out to record. Don't worry, baby. And I said, well, you know. Why did you do something like that? And she said, well, I was 20 years old. What yeah. do you expect? It's a really good excuse, you know? actually, because I oh, was a flaming really, idiot really. until well, recently. Well, maybe the excuse would be <laughs> if you were 12 years old. No. Why, 20 years old? In you're... our extended adolescence, everyone gets a free passive idiocy yeah, until no. about 30, at least. Well, well, she's a pretty solid citizen now. and She's, she's amazing. really great. Amazing. She's a, she, she has a great voice. Uh, you, of course, just, you know, rediscovered her in a different way yeah, than I did. That's what I was going to say is I have always been a, a deep digger of, of kind of the independent music scene, kind of from like about 2005 to about 2012, only because once I started working in it, I didn't want to dig as deep after hours. But when I was in school at Berkeley, Valencia, I was sort of living in Spain for a year, very devoid of rock and roll. Spain kind of has its own music scene, which is great. But I would just read those music sites and blogs like every single day. I discovered Rachel's band at the time, Only You. And she has this great song called Applying Myself. And the video is so ridiculously sexy of her, you know, kind of dancing around a jukebox, like the video is set, like it's the end of the party and everyone's kind of falling asleep in a dimly lit room and she's just sort of doing her thing. And the voice, I mean, it just, the way she belts out that song, it's ridiculous. And so I remember when I started working with you, I wrote her on Facebook and I'm like, look, I'm engaging with Rachel. I'm obsessed with her. And you were like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's uh, kind of flaky. But yeah, man, when when we got together again, she's so pulled together. Yeah. She she does a work singing on commercials. Yeah. Uh, she she teaches. teaches yeah. Um, in uh, in, LA. in L.A. I think she even teaches down to South yeah. Central. And um, 
she, uh, I said, well, let me get you a car. We'll go down. She says, I don't need one. I'll, I'll meet you on my motorcycle. Yeah. Like, girl rides a motorcycle. And she's like teaches, beautiful. Yeah. Looks great. Sings great. Yeah. And is really, really, uh, I think a terrific person and uh, mm-hmm. with a great, great voice. Right. So No, what I was going to say there really quickly is that's the beauty of instant love is that we're reaching out to people to do one song with us. And it so breaks the normal record label kind of mold of having these really deep and long relationships with people, which is great on its own end. But I think that for instant love, I just said, hey, she's got an amazing voice. Let's do this one song with her. But to me, the sentiment of the song was really important to express between women for the first time. This song, Don't Worry Baby, in two days, you were like, oh, it's done. Because you were out in LA. You talked to Suna from the Ravenettes. You talked to Rachel. The next day you went and recorded it. And then two days later, he sent us like a rough mix. It was so exciting. I remember when you were like, it's done. I went in LA and I got everyone together. And Yeah, I was taking a trip to LA anyway, Mm -hmm. going out for some other business and decided, well, it'd be a good time to meet Rachel again. And and Suna had sent us a basic track. That's right. Yeah. In his we, glorious We're talking about Suna, Suna Rose Wagner from um, Ravenettes. the Ravenettes. Yeah. And who we've worked with for years. Since inception uh, yeah. with you. Yeah. Sent us his cool track. It wasn't totally finished. Right. And we had already sent it to Rachel. Mm-hmm. So I called her and said, you know, uh, let's have breakfast. Yeah. Because you sure weren't sure yet. And then you had breakfast and we're like, we're doing this. Well, and I said to yeah. her, you know, you want to, uh, you want to go out later today. We'll go out to Venice. Yeah. To Suna's uh, studio. Yeah. That is Venice, California, not Venice, Italy. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> Big difference. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's nice. Venice, Venice, Italy is, is nice because yeah. of its history and right. its art and everything. But Venice, California. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's down by the beach, you know. So yeah. he's got he's got a really nice studio set up. Showed up out there with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had never met Rachel. Wow. We just started playing it, and uh, she had rehearsed it a bit and uh, started singing. And then yeah. I think we put backgrounds on one chorus. Right. And then decided, oh, no, uh, she'll just sing it differently. Okay. But uh, when we got back here... Mm-hmm. We mixed it, and the backgrounds on the chorus were so great that we sampled <laughs> them for the rest of right. the rest of the choruses as uh, as backgrounds. It's so rich sounding. I yeah, think. and her uh, and Suna interpreted it in in his style mm-hmm. in, in a Ravenettes. Oh, that kind guitar of style. solo! It's, guitar it's so really cool. his blend of genres and time periods. Yeah, it's so brilliant. You know, when Brian Wilson on the original record, I, I'm sure. Everything that the Beach Boys or anybody of that period, any Mm -hmm. of the young people that were coming up, even though Phil Spector, probably the same age as all of us, Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I would got into producing, that was who I'd emulate. You Mm -hmm. try to get this sound that was bigger than life. Yeah. The whole process was really fascinating. You'd record your tracks on four tracks, mix them down to two. Mm -hmm. You'd have two tracks left over. And you record on that, bounce, record back, bounce, mm-hmm. and just keep fattening everything. That you know, so creative and hands-on versus uh, yeah. the digital way of doing it yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, well, the digital way is—it's different, is, it's yeah. different Apples but, and it's, uh, yeah. but it's but it's uh, good as well. Why don't we play both of them and let people hear from themselves 
Here is the Beach Boys singing Don't Worry Baby. Now we're going to play our new version of Don't Worry Baby, sung by Rachel Fannin. Singing Don't Worry Baby was super special to me. I love the Beach Boys. Thank you for sharing in our message of love.
Everyone, I'm here with Suna Wagner from the Ravenettes. Instant love. He produced Rachel Fannin's recording of Don't Worry Baby. Hi, Suna. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good, good, good. <laughs> so I hear you're now back in New York. I am indeed. I arrived last night and uh, I am now officially uh, back in New York. Yeah, I left yeah. L.A. You've been in L.A. for? For about almost seven years. It's unbelievable. I know. Can't, I, I yeah, can't believe you were out there for yeah. seven years. You know, I remember when you got the apartment downtown in downtown L.A. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was great. And then yeah. you moved out to Venice. I did, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Venice there and had a nice studio set up and, you know. Yeah, and that's where we did the Rachel Fannin That's recording. That's where it happened, yeah. The two individuals in the band come from Denmark. That's true. Right. Yeah. And Denmark is a wonderful place. You know, it's uh, it's now got more three star Michelin restaurants than any place in the world. <laughs> it you didn't. Know? It didn't used to be like that no, when I we know, were there, but uh, now it does. Yeah. But but you could get great shoreboard. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah still and, all the um, good stuff. And everybody says tuck, yeah. which yeah. says thank you. I say taka taka, yeah. which I think is double thank you. Yeah, because you always get it wrong. But uh, but taka taka, it's w <laughs> double thank you. You know. Yeah. Thank and, you. Thank um, you. Yeah. And for years, we've worked together first, you know, in management, and I helped produce the first couple of albums. Yeah. But originally, you're on Columbia Records, Sony. Yep. yep. And then on Vice. Yes. And then, and then uh, we started our own label. On your own label, yeah. which is? The Beat Dies. The Beat Dies. Yeah. And just so you all know, the publishing company is called Juvenile Delinquent. Damn straight. Which is a. 50s term, a <laughs> 40s or 50s term, when uh, juvenile delinquents were like, like if you, if any of you ever saw uh, Rock Around the Clock, I mean, that movie. Yeah. They were juvenile delinquents. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably knew a lot of them because you grew up in the Bronx there in I the 50s. I was a juvenile so, delinquent. Yeah. Right? I absolutely was. And your and your good friend Dion, obviously, he grew up there as well. And yeah, he was Dion, certainly a juvenile delinquent. No, Dion was a really Dion was. I mean, uh, those of you that that of course know him from Runaround Sue and uh, The Wanderer, Abraham, Martin, and John, and uh, like many many million selling records. Dion was a proud member of the Fordham Baldies. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And the Fordham Baldies we saw in the movie The Wanderers. Uh, that they was, were in the movie The Wanderers. Yeah, yeah, they were just yeah. And you and I and 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 Dion had quite an interesting trip up to the Bronx once. Where, we uh, did. Where I was asking you for a long time. I said, "You, Richard, I want to know where you grew up." And then you got Dion to go along with us. Well, yeah, I showed and... you the neighborhood I grew up in, <laughs> and then we drove uh, over to the uh, what is it, West Bronx, East Bronx. I don't know. Yeah, so but but it, it's the Italian section of of the Bronx. And Arthur Avenue. Yeah. And we uh, we went, had pasta, had and like we were a great followed. Deal. We were followed all day by uh, uh, creepy people that looked like they were straight out of Goodfellas or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were creepy <laughs> or stuff. And I remember Dion said to them, hey, stay out of this. I'm doing business yeah. here. Well, and I, when I, you say you're doing business, <laughs> that closes the door. I remember I told you about Rachel, and then we told you the song. And you loved it, and you made a track, and then I was in L.A., 
and set it up with Rachel and you and came out to Venice. Yeah. And we did the recording in like, I mean, even before lunch. Yeah. I mean, from- oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she was good. You know, uh, well, you remember she she nailed it. And uh, I've been a fan of her since she had that band Sleepy Sun that Sleepy she was Sun, in. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw them play a few times and she's got a great voice and that song was perfect for her too. Anything special about the, about the track and the recording, you know, your approach is very, very different than the traditional Beach Boys version. Yeah. But I still wanted, you know, to try to keep it very organic, you know, in the sense of, you know, the live drum feel and, and bass playing and stuff like that. You know, and keep it very simple because just to leave room for her voice because she's got a, you know, very powerful voice, obviously. And the melody of that song to begin with is so great. So you don't want to mess with it too much. So it was a fairly simple thing to do, I think. But, you know, as simple is hard sometimes. But but this actually kind of just clicked. We're in the Orchard Studios with Alonzo Vargas as well. And Alonzo mixed the record. Um, so the tapes came in. What'd you think when you got it? I was like, of course, this is a great Suna production. His guitars, the drums, you were very good at those grimy kind of hip hop drums blended with these, like, uh, it's hard to put into words, but the, the tones of the guitars that you get. Thank you. Yeah. Very <clears throat> modern, but also old school. It's it's hard to describe, but I love that about your sound. You yeah, and, thank you. And it made everything come together very easily because it was arranged so well. The key was chosen properly. All that just worked, you know? Yeah, and I, I tried to keep it down, too, to not give you, you know, too many tracks. And like I said, we tried to keep the, the song, you know, fairly simple so we yeah. could just make each individual thing stand out and, and, and sound good. And you did a great job, Alonso, and it came out really well. I mean... Yeah, well, we're lucky to be able to work with artists and and producers and musicians like yourself and having the Orchard Studio to then bring it to fruition. Sooner, me and you have known each other for a long time. A long time. I mean, my God, it seems like we were babies when we <laughs> met. I mean, you continue to make recordings today yourself with Sharon as the Ravenettes, with solo projects, and you've written music for television shows, most most prominently the... the um, new Netflix TV series, Altered Carbon, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's, that, did, that's out now? Yeah, did two songs for them. And I did a, a couple of years ago, scored my first film, like an entire film. That got nominated for an Academy Award, It did, actually. yeah. Best, best foreign, foreign picture, best foreign yeah. Film. The story of the Ravenettes getting signed. I mean, you barely played any dates. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of one of these things that the music industry whipped up. You know, I want them. I want them. If you can't have them, I'll yeah. get them. And the price kept going up, 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 up. And eventually was signed by Don Einer at, at Columbia and a smart move because we were, oh yeah, because the music was right and it fit the times and you've had a long and a successful career in many different genres of music. Oh, before I forget the Christmas song, that's been yes. used over and over yeah. again. That is the biggest selling song we have. Yeah, I know. Isn't far. that amazing? Yeah. What we did was after you signed to Columbia, Sony Columbia, and we gave it as a Christmas gift. All the lights. 
And then everybody That's, said, oh, I like this. And then <laughs> somehow put it out and it got picked up in a movie and then yeah. another commercial. All that stuff aside, music is great. It's wonderful that we share this bonding relationship together through music and we've become friends and Welcome back to New York, Suna. Thank you. And one last word, uh, I'll say music is alive and it's doing well. So it there's is. nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry no. about. Have fun, enjoy the music, and thank you, Suna. Thank you. We wanted a Beach Boy song because they're such just brilliant songwriting. But to me, the sentiment of the song was really important to express between women for the first time. Don't worry, baby, everything's going to be all right. It's something I don't think we hear enough. We might hear it from our mothers or maybe our best friend, but it's not, we're not as nurturing to each other as I think we might be to other people sometimes. And, and it was actually of the first five, the raciest that we did because there's that one line when she makes love to me. And I remember at the time being like, I don't know, because we were being so general about love at the beginning. But it's it's only one line in the song. And I think the overall sentiment of she looks in my eyes and she says, don't worry, baby, everything will turn out all right. I mean, when the aliens uh, yeah. come down and they hear this, they're going to say, oh, what kind of beings were these I know. people? Sophisticated. Women singing, women singing to women. Right. Oh, that, that seems okay to us because we don't have any gender. That's true. We're just aliens. Green little aliens. Yeah, yes. Uh, they're green, always green. Green. Do not, do not. Uh, I mean, they can't all be green. No, that's, that's, no, that's a to, fact. It's documented. They have to be. With they the FBI or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we need to investigate little that. Green. They're all little green men. Yeah. So maybe there's all, all men. But, but you never say they're little green women. <gasps> that's true. We say little green men. We're so gender biased in our like alien talk. What's that about? What that is about you know why? It's because they Is probe another... people and no women would probe anybody. It's like a male thing. You're telling me women don't probe? Of course In women In general, probe. I feel like... While you're probing, when you told me to get off the phone, you were probing. I meant physically probing. Like when they suck you up in the light beam, that's what aliens do. They always like probe you and you black out and you wake up and somehow you only remember that. Well, that's why they're I, men aliens. I wouldn't say they're men aliens. I would say I would say they're gender fluid, neutral. They're, whatever they're word neutral. of the day. Yeah, that's yeah. the word of the day. But you know, yeah. But for aliens, by the time it comes along, we won't have to mm. worry about that. Yeah. You know, because we'll probably all be aliens or, or living on Mars or cyborgs. Yeah. Or, or something. Um, we'll yeah. finally break the speed of light, um, speed limit of the universe. And just find another oh, we'll go galaxy through nearby and black we'll holes through. and wormholes. And, right. And, uh, yeah. you know, like when you walk out the door, you'll walk into another time zone. That sounds nice. I guess. 
But I think, you know, to, to say one last thing about Don't Worry Baby that I think makes it also special is that when I think about a man singing that song to a woman, I kind of always liked as a kid that the man was like, she says, don't worry, baby. And it was the woman that was kind of taking care of the man versus the stereotype of the man taking care of the woman. I know it sounds silly and it's really mm. nuanced, but I like Lord. that a man was made to feel cool because of a strong woman by his side. And then now having that between women, I think is extra empowering. And, you know, hopefully it's a new classic that we've churned out. And, you know, I think it's really special. We're going to pass this over to our resident musicologist, <laughs> Richard Barone. Let's talk a little bit about Don't Worry Baby, ah, Beach Boys song. Love that song. Yeah, no, I love the song as well. It was recorded by a really terrific young artist in California, in Los Angeles. There's an interesting story about the song, right? There is. There's a couple, you know, every song has a story. Every song has a story. And, you know, for one thing, I was happy to see that the girl that sang this, the woman that did the track is in California because it's such a California song. And these yeah. guys that wrote it, O'Brien Wilson, is so associated with California. So it makes sense that she would be there. But I did contact Al Jardine, who played on the original record. Wow. And I said, yeah, and he wrote yeah, to me right away. Great. It's like, I said, I'm doing this a podcast, you know, this week. Can you, uh, we're going to play a new version, which I sent him of Rachel. Oh, you sent him. Oh, of course. So yeah. he's heard it. He great. loved it. Yeah. Oh, great. And I, uh, I said, do you have any thoughts on it? Well, the first thing was that he played bass on the original. <laughs> that, that's because a musician okay. is going to say that his first thought is what he did on it. You know, which he played bass, but he loved the song and it was his favorite studio experience with the Beach Boys, he said. But he also said that when Brian wrote it, Brian Wilson, that it was it was an homage to Spectre, Phil Spector and Be My Baby by the Ronettes. That's yeah. what the song was like Brian's attempt at recreating the vibe of Be My Baby. So he kind of don't worry, baby, became his thing. And he based it on the idea of a, a guy that's into his cars and racing, uh, dangerously racing. But the girl, his friend is telling him, don't worry, baby, everything will be all right. Ah. Well, that's uh, incredible. I didn't know that. And <laughs> and we all producing in, in that time frame, whether you're at Beach Boys, Beatles, Rolling Stones, uh, me and my producing partners, we all uh, emulated Phil Spector. Exactly. You know, uh, unfortunate what happened. Yes. Uh, but uh, genius, though. You know, still, you can't, you can't take away that, that, that ability to understand, interpret songs and and make music that influenced uh, generations. Yeah. And the symphonic, the idea of it sounds almost like a um, symphony, a little pop symphony of three minutes. That was a uh, stroke of genius. And the Beach Boys with Be My, with uh, Don't Worry Baby, were trying to create that idea that it's it's something more than just a three minute pop song, you know? Yeah. So so when Rachel sings it. Yes. You know, she's singing about cars yeah. and she's singing about. I loved it. Uh, when he makes love to me and it yeah. comes on at the end. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's its still that great song, but it has a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just, uh, it just, um, it, it's okay for girls to sing about cars. Absolutely. It's okay for girls to sing about That's other things. That's what's great things. about it. it and, uh, and she just delivered this soulful message that uh, mixed with Suna's interpretation of a... 60s rock track mm -hmm. makes a great recording. Great recording. I love this one. She's got a way of powder. I don't know what it is, but I know that I can't live without her. Richard, for our next podcast episode, I kind of want to take a little travel through time. What do you say we hit up 1972? 1972 was a good year. You know, is that when you wore those fur coats and your high heeled boots? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I had that um, 
that uh, pimped out look. You know, I had like <laughs> boots for guy. I even wore I even wore a cowboy hat. Wow. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a very it's reminding look. me because now it was the '70s. And things are a little creepy in New York. Yes, but the two songs in 1972 that we're going to talk about that came out then is Billy Joel's She's Got Away and Bill Withers' Ain't No Sunshine. And we absolutely love these recordings by our female artists, Lolo Zuai and Argentinian artist Karen Sosa. Yeah, both very different. Mm -hmm. You know, one a modern techno Mm -hmm. um, type sound and the other great smooth jazz, bossa nova, really cool Karen Sosa. Yeah, so put on your bell bottoms and your fur and settle into the next episode coming your way soon. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away